We're listening to KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala.
Hey, aloha, kohala. Uh, it's 7.04, November 16th, and you're listening to KNKRLP 96.1 FM, kohala. And we're broadcasting live uh, out of uh, Javi. I want to thank you for uh, all of you who are tuning in this evening. And, uh, you know, it's always a joy to to be here and to talk about kohala stuff. But anyway... Um, I was looking at Facebook and I, I, I saw a me- message uh, that the Ko, uh, Nakahara store would be closing in December. And um, yeah, it was, I got I to gotta admit that uh, it was sad, sad for me as, you know, I remember uh, Mr. Nakahara, Mrs. Nakahara. I always called her Mrs. Nakahara. And uh, Mrs. Nakahara, even though my friend uh, Ed Murdy and myself, uh, we, we had long hair and mustache, and you know, we looked like a bunch of criminals. But we, uh, she always spoke uh, kindly with us. You know, She never judged us how we looked. And uh, we always spoke, uh, I want to say, uh, my friend graduated from St. Louis High School. I went to Kabamia. And the only time we would speak pidgin is like with other pidgin speakers. <laughs> but we were always courteous to her. And we respected her a lot. And, uh, you know, it was just a really good uh, place to be, you know, to to frequent and to buy stuff from it anyway. But yeah, um, I saw the Facebook message and yeah, it was sad. You know, like, it's going to be Paul. Yeah. But anyway, um, I thought I would talk story a little bit uh, about Nakahara store. And, you know, I don't know if people know the history of it, I'm sure many of you do. But uh, uh, there was a Halaula Nahara store, and that was located where the the, uh, Halaula post office was, down by the mill. And um, what do you call? Yeah, and that's where... I remember they'd have you get your your, your paper. It was a, it was like the Kuala Mountain News, but it was called uh, Kamaka. Maka meaning I, you know, Kamaka o Kohala. It's the eye of Kohala, and just like the uh, the newspaper that we have now, they would write all these uh, different stories, you know, about what's happening in town and different issues. I I, I forget who you know ran the paper, but uh, that was like. You know where you would get uh, the information. Well, other places uh, they were known for information gathering. I think uh, the hospital was one. <laughs> there, there's several hot spots in Kohala that uh, you know had the latest of uh, what was happening. But uh, yeah, so and then you know the the, uh, the other Makar uh, uh, store was you know. Avi, where it's now, but they also had the next door portion, which uh, was at one time the uh, Avi Ice Works. 
And then when they consolidated the two Nakahara stores into the one by Javi, then uh, that became uh, the dry goods uh, section where you could buy, you know, uh, uh, just dry goods, you know, uh, uh, palaka shirts, uh, cloth, uh, fishing poles, bamboo poles, scoop nets, uh, needle, thread, whatever. And, you know, that's where you would, so you'd have these two places. Uh, the, you had the grocery section, you know, with uh, uh, meats and vegetables and soft drinks and canned goods and all that stuff. And then you had the dry goods section, uh, depending on what you wanted to get. And, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, the Nakar store, so they consolidated. And so then, you know, they just had that one store, uh, Nakar store. And, and that's the one that uh, I, we would frequent, and that's one I remember. And that's where I, I met, uh, you know, I call her Mrs. Nakahara. And, um, uh, you know, th like I said, it was a, <laughs> kind of a sad thing that they're going to close but I understand, you know, even though they've been there for a long time, uh, you know, life moves on. I, I heard really good things about uh, Rosemary's uh, son, uh, Richard Nakara's son, uh, Ron. Uh, he's my son's classmate, and he's doing very, very well. I think he's in the medical field. And so, you know, uh, life moves on, and everything uh, is good. And I just want to uh, wish them, uh, you know, the best. And, uh, you know, whatever they, if they're going to, where they move to or whatever, what they're going to uh, do, uh, I, I hope it all ends up very well for them. But anyway, so uh, uh, the store is closing. Uh, I'm just waiting for my guests to show up. And uh, I'm going to have uh, one of my guests... Oh, can you call in? Okay. okay. All right. This, uh, I'm going to have a guest call in who can, who can share you uh, a story or stories about, uh, I call him Mr. Nakahara, the, the patriarch of the Nakahara family, which begins in uh, the plantation community of Pauwilo. And it's a very interesting story. That uh, hopefully, oh, here's my guest calling it now. Let me get her. Call, are you there? Yes. Oh, great. I'm, I'm so happy that you called because, uh, really, the story I know the story a mm -hmm. little bit, but I don't think uh, many people in Kohala knows the story of the patriarch. Um, I, I don't know. Is, I don't remember. I always called. You know, I always call Mrs. Dakar, Mrs. Dakara. You know, just out of respect. And um, I, now, oh, why don't you tell us who you are first of all? Oh, okay. I'm I'm Lonnie Eugenia. I'm from Paulo, and um, my father was from the Philippines. My mother is from uh, is Hawaiian, Hawaii, and um, anyway. When my father came was in nine, uh, 1924, he left the Philippines. So he knew uh, the old man Nakahara, who started the Nakahara 
store in Pauilo. So he there was a, a there was a uh, oh he's the father of the Nakara store in Pauilo. I remember that store. It was up on the hill there a little bit. Oh no, it was down at the camp, right? No, you don't know him because he was way back in the 1920s. Oh, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Nakahara store was in the Pawilo village, and it was the, um, what do you call that? Uh, uh, the competitor of the plantation store. So... We always knew Nakahara store as a competitor because my uh, father and two Japanese guys bought the plantation store, the Pawilo store. And my father had the market side. But anyway, so um, Nakahara store was always the competitor as they sold groceries. And um, you know, uh, material and uh, dry goods kind of stuff. So that was um, right in the village, Pawilo village. So anyway, um, the old man Nakahara had, well, I think about three or four sons. I think three sons and maybe around four daughters or something. But they had a big family, and um, so he had the foresight to uh, uh, expand or make sure that his kids uh, were well off. So what he did was that um, when the old Kala plantation was selling their store, and when the Kohala Plantation was selling their store. He got one store for his son, um, the Ookala Plantation store, and the other son, he got the um, uh, Kohala Plantation store. Then that son, yes, uh, um, Richard's father, he went to uh, Hilo and started a uh, meat uh, uh, fish market also. And I think it was what in the sixties or seventies, somewhere in there. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so that's how Nakahara had a hold of uh, actually three stores: the one in Pauilo, Ookala, and Kohala, and. Um, Tommy was the last son. He went to war and came back a hero because he was in the 442nd Infantry. He became a politician. And his daughter was my age, was my classmate. So, um, so old man uh, Nakahara also married off his daughter. Uh, you know, one was married to Hayashi. You know Hayashi store in Waimea? Yeah, Hayashi yeah. store, yeah. You know that, yeah. yeah. You're Hayashi. Yeah, so, yeah, I know that store. Yeah, so uh, the wife was a Nakahara. And the other daughter, 
was married off to Waihata. Oh, Waihata, and well, still going strong. Yeah. They do yeah. all the, so, uh, yeah, Waihata, Al? Hilo. Hilo, yeah? Yeah. They, uh, mm-hmm. they, have, they deliver to all the stores, right? With yeah, they were all big. kinds of stuff. So, yeah, so that's how the um, uh, stores in, um, you know, the Nakahar stores uh, were not just in Pawilo, but Kohala and um, uh, Ookala and also Hilo. And, you know, the daughters also married uh, merchants. Yeah, that, that was the thing, yeah? It's a, yeah, like yeah. you know. Well, it's, so he got a store for each son. I, I believe the yeah. story went. Yeah. And yeah. Then, so. Yeah. And then, so, uh, well, when Mrs. Nakahara died here, of course, Richard, Richard, you know, was running the store. Richard Nakahara. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good people. I really yeah. like Richard. Yeah, so one time I had a check, and everybody was getting all excited because it was from Richard Nakahara. And it was, um, you know, people were running around because I was kind of new in the community. And, you know, it was like I was, um, you know, forging his stuff or whatever. Anyway... Uh, it was so serious. Richard came out and was real serious and says, oh, oh, how'd you get this check? And I said, uh, oh, why? And he went, um, who's this? Richard Nakahara. I said, oh, that's my brother-in-law. He said, oh, his name is Richard Nakahara too. I said, yeah, he's from Hilo. That Nakahara family, my brother-in-law's family, owned um, Alakea Grill in Honolulu. But, yeah, they were well-known on Nakaharas also. <laughs> no relation, though, they said. And, but that was an interesting um, connection. And do you want to hear the other connection? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so... Well, that's funny about ago, Richard Nakahara. They thought you were a crook. Yeah. <laughs> that he was some cheat. He was forging Richard Nakara's name to the check. He must have been concerned. I mean, like, oh, who the yeah, heck he is this way in it? You know, like, wow, the nerve. She went forge one check with my signature. Yeah, it wasn't and, even and, his signature. Huh? <laughs> wasn't even his signature. Never looked like his signature. I know, signature. but the, the people in the store probably looked at it. Richard Nakahara. who's this I know, woman? they're running around. They're running around and, like, oh, nervous and everything else and Richard came out and he was all upset <laughs> <laughs> oh that must have been <laughs> funny what, what, yeah what, what's going on and here you are innocent yeah but it was a big check because my sister gave me um, you know Christmas money so <laughs> was no $20 you know it was like and back in the day that was I think 1970s in the 70s or 80s, you know, $100 was a lot of money. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he, oh, he must have freaked out. Yeah, they were all freaking out. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, this, this forger. 
has a, the audacity to come into my store with a with a and forged check and trying to collect money. Wow, they must have think you're either real stupid or stupid. <laughs> Yeah, they're running all over. All, oh, that's a good story. Uh, no, that's a good Nakahara store story. <laughs> <laughs> but there was another part of the patriarch that uh, I think you were telling me about. Yeah, well, this includes my um, grandmother and my mother and aunt. Well, um, my grandfather was... Um, Killed uh, by the plantation in in 1922. So uh, my mother was born the next day. Well, two months later, um, there was uh, men on horses that were coming toward their house in Kalopa. Kalopa is uh, right past Honaka. Uh, yeah, between Pawilo and Honaka'a. Honaka'a, Kalopa, yeah. Yeah, so when my aunt told her that there were um, people on the horse with torches, my grandmother said, oh, you know, just pack up some stuff. And uh, um, they went downstairs and hid in the bushes and saw these men torch their home. And... Uh, so they waited and, and then uh, walked all the way to Hawido Village at night. Now, they, this was like 12 at night, you know. So they expected, the, I mean, them to have burnt in the house. My mother was two months old and my aunt was um, uh, nine years old at that time. And the guy, this guy had seen what had happened. And this guy was um, uh, the brother of uh, Miyazaki. Miyazaki, they had a Miyazaki store. And um, that store, how the Miyazaki got that land was that it belonged to... um, Kekoolani, and Kekoolani, they asked him if they could use the land, and, you know, he was the last one there, so he says they could use the land uh, um, in exchange for taking care of the um, graveyard, their family graveyard. And then they uh, took care of him, you know, they had food, you know, the... Um, well, could I ask you, why did they burn the house? Um, because they took the land. This was Capella land. You know, they also, the plantation also took the Keonalu land, which is included like, um, you know, the manager's house. That's where my uh, grandmother's grandparents lived. This was Keonalu's Ahupua'a. They took all that, the plantation. So, anyway, now they're taking the Capella house and all that, uh, because Capella had land also in that, 
um, in Kalapa. So anyway, when the uh, um, when Miyazaki saw the house burn, he knew that it was a plantation, and so he told his brother um, to take care of uh, my grandmother and the kids because he saw what happened, and uh, it was a plantation. And so when they got to the village, uh, Miyasaki took care of them, and Nakahara store, uh, the, the um, old man and his wife, uh, went out into the community to get uh, clothing for the baby and... Um, my aunt, who was nine years old, and, you know, and for the family, and help with, you know, um, food and everything. So all that time, she was like really um, uh, faithful to Nakahara store, and and my father didn't really understand that because he bought Pawil store, right, and so. Um, uh, it was like, why didn't she um, go to Pawil's store? Hardly ever went to Pawil's store. Oh, loyalty. But they were yes. loyal to Nakahara, Nakahara because Nakahara had helped them. Yeah, interesting. Well, and, that's another. So- and the plantation yeah. and the plantation uh, store never helped them. So you know. You know, everybody knew that there was a plantation who did that. Wasn't there happening? Happened? Wasn't a part of it uh, regarding the bubonic plague or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they they went to the house. The, my grandfather actually did not work for the plantation. They went to his house, and according to um, my grand-aunt, who was the wife of Sam Lia, the songwriter from Waipio. Anyway, she she said that... He wrote the song, He Ilave. No, his father wrote oh, the song. Oh, his father wrote the song, He Ilave, which he became wrote, very popular. He, he wrote um, Waipio Heha and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember Sam Lia. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so... So he said, it, um, Grandma Sarah said that actually my grandfather had a boil on his leg. Which they claim had to do something with the plague or something. Yes. So it was Dr. Christensen who claimed that he had the bubonic plague. And in fact, there is this um, uh, uh, stuff written about it, and they had Daniel Capella down as the first. Um, guy who died of the ironic plague. But actually, they came to his house, gave him a shot, and killed him, and just took him out, and already they um, rolled him up in the in the mat, and took him to an already dug grave. So, uh, and then after that, they burned the home. Place. They burnt the house. And then, yeah, two months later, they went to burn the house, didn't even warn my grandmother and the kids. You know they would have died in there if if my auntie Nellie hadn't seen the uh, um, fortress coming toward the house. 
And, uh, they were Mi- on horseback. And Miyazaki and Makara, they go and they, they help the family. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really interesting because, uh, you know, I, I'm just looking at during those those years, you know, these are, were Japanese uh, and Hawaiians and Filipinos and whatnot. And uh, Nakara was yeah, in direct com- competition with the plantation store. Yeah. So it was uh, uh, actually a very tense competition. My mother was born in 1922. So, you know, the Nakahara store was there in 1922. Wow, that's an interesting so story. I mean, early. that's, uh, you know, and how he went out and bought uh, storefronts for each of his sons. Yeah, because he knew um, that the plantation stores were money makers. And I thought when my father bought the store, like he would tell us, the first thing uh, they would charge um, to the stores, right? And Oh, yeah, guarantee a collect. Yeah, from the first paycheck, all the, the um, workers, their checks, uh, the first thing is they pay off the store. Uh, the company, the plantation, would take the money out and pay the store. Guarantee. What do you call that? Yeah. yeah. I owe my soul to the company store. Well, here's an interesting and, uh, thing. You talk about uh, Hawaiian lands, etc. Clarence uh, Kiyabe, Mr. Kiyabe, who uh, had the a fortunate experience of being able to talk with him privately. When we were involved with uh, Huima Malahoa and fighting for access, I remember standing outside of uh, where Nakahara store is. And uh, we were talking, and he, he didn't like the vice president that came to shut down the plantation. But anyway, he was telling me, he said, Jeff, he was a surveyor for the uh, plantation. And he told me, Jeff, you know, they would, the amount of landmarks, you know, back in the day, they would mark the boulder with an X. That'd be the where the corner of the property was. Or it would be the, uh, the ulu tree on the northeast corner. And he said, oh, they were just, their bulldozers were just uh, bulldozing all that stuff. And, you know, he he said, oh, that's a really sad thing, but, you know, what are you going to do? He, you're talking about Cassie and Cook and, you know, He's an employer, an employee. Yeah. But he would tell me yeah, they destroyed a lot of uh, those markers. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, my grandmother wouldn't talk about these things until the plantation, and she was, oh, in her 80s, 90, you know, around 90. But she would talk about those things after the um, uh, they moved out of the... Uh, uh, plantation house, you know, because the plantation controlled your housing, your food, you know, everything. Yeah, it's going to be like digital <laughs> currency. <laughs> well, I want to thank you, Veronica, for sharing. Uh, it's kind of like where Nakara started off was in Powilo, and then they yeah. they branched out from there. And it sounds like his daughters did very well. But uh, mm-hmm. thank you for taking your time and calling in and sharing us. Uh, Stories about the Nakara uh, family and you know their patriarch and, and matriarch, and uh, yeah. I want to thank you for doing that. Yeah, and then our sons, 
Ron is uh, one of our son's classmates. Oh, yeah, Ron. Ron's oh, really well. I'm talking to his mom, man. He's in the medical field. This kid, he's going to be doing great. You know, yeah. he's going to be doing yeah. really great. But anyway, thank you very much. Okay. And we'll uh, okay. I'll, I'll see you later. Okay. Okay, we'll take care. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. back. This is uh, KNKR LP 96.1 FM Kohala, and that was uh, Uncle Tommy Solomon with uh, Old Timers uh, Hula. Uh, Uncle Tommy used to play down at the uh, Banneke Beach Hotel way back when. And he was also the, uh, the EMT for Kohala Hospital. And he was also a uh, kahuna lapa'au uh, in the art of lua. And something that I didn't understand until he explained it to me, he said, Lua, he said, is not, not only the breaking of bones, but the other side of that is the mending of bones. And that was the side that he learned. And, you know, at, when there were football games, basketball games, he would be there. And when somebody got injured, usually it's going to ankle injury or something, he would be over there and he would treat it. And uh, if he had dislocated your ankle, he would... Pop it back in. That guy was fantastic. And then he used different herbs. But anyway, the reason why we're here tonight, one of the reasons is I have a guest, and I'm going to ask him to introduce himself, and uh, we're going to get, he's the guy, 
who founded the Koala Tools Library. Yeah. And uh, I had made an announcement, I think, at one time, Kavika. Hey, anybody wants to come on the show, just let me know. And so this guy <laughs> sees me at the swimming pool, was it? Yeah. And he says, hey, <laughs> I want to be on the show. All right, anyway, introduce yourself and we'll get going. Hi, uh, I'm David Gibbs, and like uh, Jeff said, I'm... Oh, hold it. I don't know what's happening with your mic there. Is it, is it my voice? Am yeah. I too, oh, uh, there you go. Far? Yeah, yeah. Hi. hi. Okay. Am I here now? Yeah, start from the beginning. Okay, hi. Hi, I'm David Gibbs, and uh, yeah, as Jeff said, I'm with the North Kohala Tool Library, and um, I wanted to come on here to talk about the Tool Library and get people familiar with the idea. Where are you from, David? Originally, I'm from Utah. Oh, what part? A small town called Camas, outside oh. of uh, Park City, in oh. the mountains. My brother had a place up at Park City, and uh, the kids would go up there snowboarding and whatnot. Yeah. A timeshare. Okay. Yeah, there wasn't that rich there, though. <laughs> but yeah, I would go up there. Ah, too cold. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. It's, yeah it's, okay, I know it's where that cold. is. Now, now it's cold when it's below 70, you know. Oh, wow. Uh, 60. When it hits 60, whew, you know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so you're from Utah. I am, yeah, originally. Yeah. Born and raised. Yep. Most For the most part, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I was really asking, right? Uh, what what's that if i'm mormon yeah i was raised mormon all right good I enough was, i was um but i had my you know epiphany yeah uh, i'd say i'd say i developed some um independence and independent thinking at, at, as a teenager and and also just a profound dislike for the rules yeah that's how it should be. Everybody has their free agency to choose. Yeah. yeah anyway, going on with <laughs> the tool library. No, nothing against any, you know, nah. a, any of that. It I'm not a wasn't, It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, about the tool library. Yeah. Um, I was there today. Yeah. Tell me about it. What was your experience like? It's a lot of tools. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, uh, I'd use the word choke. <laughs> the choke tools. I mean, I saw, I saw a uh, tile cutter. Oh, I could have used that. That's wet right. Tile. Huh? Wet tile cutter. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. wet tile yeah, cutter. We got, we've got a few of those. Uh huh. Yeah, they had yeah. chop saws. They got a you know, hundred wrenches and all kinds of tools. You know. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Lots. Yeah. The inventory is growing, and the awesome thing is they've all been donated. Wow. They've all been donated through um, various. People who are looking, either they're moving, they just want to clear out space, oh. they got, you know, that that brand new tile saw that they did the one project with and never oh. going to need again. And, um, I mean, I, I literally took a tile saw out of the box oh. and, and assembled it for the first time. Someone had bought it, and I don't know what, I don't know how it ended up with us, but... Um, yeah, people have been really generous, and, and also it's it's a bit of a service, too, because... Storage space is at a premium, right? And uh, I saw weed eaters. Yeah, and I yeah, saw we've an, had uh, some a battery-operated weeder. Yeah, we do have that. Um, I got not everything that comes to us is working or has a working battery, so some of those things are uh, put off to the side. And as we um, as we move along in in checking tools into the inventory and um, you know, seeing what works and what doesn't, what's worth trying to fix, what's not, um, and what's going to be kept as parts. And you know, our last resort is to take it to the take it to the recycle. So, uh, how does this all work? How does it work? Um, well, we are a nonprofit. We're uh, we're a bonafide C 
C3. We are we are a sponsored n- nonprofit through oh, sponsor. uh, Friends of the Future up in Waimea. Oh, wow. And uh, so, yes, we we do take, um, you know, we can give 501c3 tax benefits for um, or tax receipts or whatever yeah, for yeah. donations. Um, if someone wants to bring in a lot of tools that they want to uh, write off for, then we what happens is we take a... Um, a, a list of what they've given us. We'd say what condition it is, and then it, we submit it to the friends of the future, and then they'll they'll issue a, a gift receipt, which we we don't give a value to. That's between you and your accountant, uh, whoever you know, the oh, donor and okay. the accountant. We All can't right. we can't give it a value. But um, yeah, if if anybody wants to make monetary donations, they go through um, friends of the future, and that's also tax deductible. Or oh, they could donate to uh, the organization. Yes, yes. If you go onto our website, we've got a, a donate button that uh-huh. takes you to the Friends of the Futures website, where they'll they can process with a credit card, or you can send in, um, you know, you can write in a check, send in a check, or or whatever. But it all goes through through them. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a uh, it's a win win. We didn't have to get our own five hundred one c three and go through all that headache, and um, we can let them do what they're good at and who knows it you know in the future what what will happen if we end up getting big enough that we decide we want to become our own 501c3 we'll get there but right now we wanted to focus primarily on just getting open and and getting ready to to get tools out the door and and instead of focusing on the the headache of the other 501c3 so like uh when i was there today i, I know there's there were people there I don't, volunteers yeah. yes Oh, they're volunteers. Every, this is entirely 100% volunteer run. Oh, okay. So yeah. let's say uh, uh, I'm looking for a chop saw. Yes. And so how does that work? Well, um, so back to how this whole work thing works is, uh, you know, we're membership. We're a membership organization. So it's a suggested donation of $30 year yearly donation um and that's suggested we never turn anyone away if they can't afford it or or for whatever reason they don't want to pay um you know thirty dollars is not expensive it's probably the cost of getting to kona and back uh in gas um and so just kind of ask people to keep that in mind most of the tools in there that we have are worth well over thirty dollars so if you're able to save a trip to kona or save having to buy a tool it's absolutely worth the money so you can go online to our website nktoollibrary.org, and um, there's a become the mem- become a member uh, button there that you can select, and it will walk you through our borrowing um, policy, which is, you know, for the most part, be safe. Uh, if anything happens to the tool while you're using it, stop using it. Don't um, don't try to fix it. Bring it back to us. Um, be cool to the tools. You know, it's just like borrowing it from your neighbor. You. You break it, you, you buy it. it. Well, and that's that's not entirely true because most of these tools, you know, all of these tools have been donated to us. So they come in various states of repair, right? So so if 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 you borrow a tool and some, you know, the brushes burn out or whatever, we're not going to make you pay for that. But if you climb, you know, you have a brand new tool, you climb a ladder, you drop it off, that we're going to ask you to help, you know, cover the costs for that because to get a new tool is expensive. So... Uh, you know, just like borrowing it from your neighbor, bring it back is in just as good condition or better than you found it. You know, clean the tools, um, bring them back nice. And then... Um, be cool t- to your tool. Be cool to your tool. All right. Don't like be that. a tool. Be cool to your tool. <laughs> uh, so then, 
you can uh, borrow, you can become a member. Once you're a member, um, so in order to be a member, you got to be a, a Kohala resident. So when oh, you, you have to when be you, a yeah, resident. Yeah, when you come yeah, in, we, we're going to want to see your ID and, and make have sure an that, address. You, yeah, that you have an address here. Um, we ask everyone to put in their mailing address as well as their physical address. And um, that's so that we, you know, we don't have someone coming from yeah. somewhere, you know, on the other side of the island checking out a bunch of tools and never coming back. We're not going to chase them back. And, you know, there's... Um, Kohala has a strong community here, and, and almost everybody that comes in, you know, either someone else is stopping in at the same time or another volunteer, somebody knows who that person is, and, you know, we're, it's a trust, you know, it's a trusting community, so I, um, you know, we, we don't have too, you know, we don't have too many worries, but if we're, you know, if we start lending outside of the, the, the community, it just... You know, as we're small, who knows what this will what what will come of this? But right now, that's that's part of the deal. Is got to be a call. That's a good resident. concept. I uh, I'm part time here, part time here, and so I transfer tools from here to there, and then back again, and so then I've been accumulating like uh, I I I just kind of locked out. My friend moved to Texas. And he had a huge garage sale. And the guy was a contractor. And oh, he just said, so many tools. And finally he says, take what you want. Oh, I loaded up. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> so I got two table Shopping saws, spree. two chop saws. <laughs> no, but the thing is, uh, yeah, this is a great concept because, like, if I don't have a tool, then I got to go buy one. Right, and right. And tools are not cheap. Or you borrow them from your your friend or your neighbor, and then something happens to it, and you get that that awkward conversation. Hey, was it gonna break before I got it, or did I break it? I, yeah. You know, you don't want to have to buy a brand new tool for your neighbor or your, your so cousin. If, if I want to say borrow a chop saw, I secure my membership. Yeah, secure your membership. I walk uh, in there. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna borrow a chop saw. Yeah, fill out whatever paperwork. Yeah, um, everything is online. You got all your information online. Everyone is required to put a, a credit card on there. That's just a part of the um, a part of how we operate. Um, and the credit card is, you know, the the information isn't available to the the um, the volunteers. It's it's through a third party card processing. Um, company whatever it is and then um you come in you look you can look online we have all of our uh tools online in our inventory so you can search before you come in hey does the tool library have this you know you can search for whatever it is you need um and and then you can uh reserve that tool if you want to you say you have you know you know you have a project coming up in two weeks and you want to reserve that chop software two weeks from now you can reserve it and um Provided the person who borrows it before you brings Please it back yeah. on time, it will be available. And then uh, if not, you just come into the tool library and you walk around and say, hey, I'd like this, I'd like this. And then you come and and uh, and we check it out to you, just like at the, the library, right? So we check it out. Everything's uh, Everything that we check out has been inventoried. So when we check it out, you get um, you get an email saying, hey, you borrowed this tool. You borrow that tool, it's due this day, and then even like two days, two or three days before it's due back, you'll get an email, at which time, if you still need it, you can, um, you can renew your, your, uh, your, your item for another week. And um, if you don't, uh, we do have late fees, dollar a day per tool. 
So, um, you know, we, we, you know, when I, when I tell this to people, they're like, oh, it really is like a library. And that's, you know, that's why we have. Oh, you get a library fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so basically, uh, what's uh, normal uh, time you can rent a tool? One week. Oh, one week? One week, yeah, one week, and then you can extend for another week. Oh, wow, that's a um, lot of time. Yeah, yeah, and, and most of the tools are free to use uh, with your membership. There are certain tools like um, any tool with a gas mower or a motor um, oh, yeah. are going to have a rental fee associated with them and a shorted, uh, sorry, I should call it a, a maintenance fee associated with it. Um, and a shorter rental period, you know, a shorter borrowing period. So we're only, you know, right now um, we're open Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And so, um, you know, it's like a four-day four day rental, or, uh, you know, borrowing period for that, for those, those tools with the gas mo- motors. Yeah. Um, and I f- haven't fully figured out that program with sending it out the door with the right gas and whatnot. So bear with us as we, as we, work those uh those kinks out and and get that figured out but um you know the thing that i, I find i don't know about you Kavika, but scaffolding mm, we do get that question a lot no one has brought any in oh um, no. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, you know that's one of those things that i who knows you know someone someone will end up not wanting their scaffolding. Right now, we don't have very much money at all. So buying scaffolding, buying any tools really oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. is kind of out of the question. You know, we're kind of strapped for um, even just buying repair parts and, and whatnot, you know. Like ladders. I've got, we do have some ladders. Yeah, we've got a nice uh, tall, I think, hmm, I want to say 13-foot A-frame ladder. We've got a 32-foot extension wow. ladder. Wow. We've got... Um, you know, I think another 24 foot, a couple, you know, a couple more stick, three, three extension ladders, one A-frame ladder. Some people have asked about, um, you know, an orchard ladder. I'd love to have an orchard ladder. What's I'd, an orchard ladder? An orchard ladder is three-legged, really wide base. And three-legged? Then, yeah, so it's it's got a really wide base and then just one pole, right? So you can do it in uneven ground rather than having a nice flat, you know, uh, one single plane for a, a you know a regular A-frame ladder. So an orchard ladder is meant to be used out in in the orchard, oh, right? right? So they're tall, wide base, and then just one pole that kind of swings out, and that way you can stabilize it on uneven ground. That's a that's so an orchard ladder. What inspired you to do this? <laughs> I mean, uh, it sounds like uh, it may not sound like it, but I, I know it, it, it's a lot of work. It, yeah, it has been. I've been working on it for two plus years. Um, the inspiration was just a phone conversation with my sister. Um, she, I was on the phone talking to her about a project that I had to do, and I think I said something about, you know, oh, well, I got to have, have a tool for this. And she said, well, is there a tool library there? And I had never even heard of a tool library, and I started doing some research, and I, and the concept just made sense. You know, they're they're all over the world. Um, there's hundreds of them, and so I started doing some research, and um, you know, I had only been here for about two and a half years. I've only been here for about five years. Five years. Yeah. yeah. Al- already, you're in community service. <laughs> well, um, you know, I'm 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 not operating in a vacuum here. I I um, you know, the idea the idea was there. I started to research it. I thought maybe you know that this might be something that would be interesting to me to do, as well as maybe valuable for the community. So I approached. Um, Auntie Lonnie, Lonnie Bowman, and... Uh, Good friend of mine. Yeah. She and I graduated from the same high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just... 
adore her. I love her. She's <laughs> the best, you know. And yeah, and right. I and I and I knew her through um, you know story time with the kids at the library. Oh, okay. And okay, uh, okay. you know we used to take the kids there all the time. And then um, yeah, I like her. And then also, um, so I just asked her, you know, hey, is it, you know, obviously you know this community, and um, is this something that you think would be you know valuable to the community? Is it something that the community would value and and use? And uh, all she did, I, I kind of typed up something, you know, with all the ideas of what the benefits of the tool library. And she just looked at the, the title and said, yep. <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm, 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 I'll help you whatever I can do. So We're working at the pool because uh-huh. it was shut down, it was broken. And we needed, like, a huge pipe wrench. <laughs> but, you know, we... <laughs> Where are you going to go? Right. I mean, who carries these big pipe wrenches except a plumber? Right. A plumber, the pipe fitters, the yeah. water supply. Yeah. 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 My, uh, uh, my father-in-law has worked for yeah. water supply forever. Yeah. Well, actually. like if the tool library had a, a pipe wrench, that would have been, a, you know, yeah. easy. Easy yeah. peasy. Yeah. Well, um, I talked to some other, uh, you know, I, at the time, I think I was in um, the OAR, Ohana Agricultural Resilience class with Uncle David. David Fuertes. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of, it was either, maybe it was a little bit after that. But anyway, I asked him, hey, do you, do you think this is something that would be interesting? Would you, um, or, you know, valuable to the community? And with those two both saying, you know, resounding yeses, I felt like, okay, this is something yeah. that, that we could that we could do. And um, so that was, that was really the inspiration. And from there, um, you know, we, uh, several of us got together and kind of had a visioning where we thought about what, what success would look like in one year, two years, five years, you know, ultimately. And, um, and so then, you know, volunteers started coming out of the, out of the woodworks as the word got around. And, um, I don't know if you remember, but it was about two years ago last winter that I, I, there was a survey. I put a survey out to, um, I think I put it in, into the paper and, um, we asked, it was an online survey, we asked people to fill out to see if there was interest in the community. Uh, you know, uh, I asked people things like, um, you know, are you ever frustrated, you know, are you, can you ever not complete a project because you have a tool? Do you ever just not start a project because you don't have tool access to tools? Um, do you consider yourself a backyard gardener, farmer, producer, uh, DIYer, homeowner with, you know, various projects, mechanical, you know, mechanic. Um, and through that survey, we had about a hundred responses, which I felt like was oh, that's pretty, pretty good. Was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they responded. yeah, yeah. And, and every, you know, I mean, of course the only people that responded were interested in it. <laughs> no one, no one responded and well, said, this is a terrible idea. Oh, sorry, don't have tools. <laughs> Um, uh, but so, you know, it, it just all signs were pointing to, yes, this is something that could be valuable to the community. And, um, and so we started getting the volunteers and then we had a, a one good major donation, um, through, a through a supporter who was moving off the Island. Um, his name is Patrick Adamek. And, um, he, he called us up and said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm moving off the Island. I got a lot of really good tools. I don't, I'm not taking them with me. I'm, uh, you know, basically retired and there's no point in me taking these to the mainland. Jeez. So, so we had a, you know, that was just really kind of a big push of a, a big donation. And, um, you know, shortly before that, fortunately the, our space had opened up at the, um, yeah. at the old hardware store and, uh, I like that, how you guys, uh, 
did the different levels. Oh, that was all there. I, we huh? didn't know. Yeah, that was all well, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all all those. Le- we're just trying to make it fit with whatever oh, we got. We we painted it, but it's got uh, all these different level three. It's just like a three story thing. Uh huh. Yeah, so yeah. So that's you know each level's got different kinds of tools. Yeah, and, and that that's been a challenge, and it will be an ongoing challenge of how to organize everything. I mean, as we yeah. as our inventory grows, we just keep having to find places to put things and, and how do we organize it. So, Can I make a suggestion? Please do. Uh, besides tools, yes, yeah, I think you guys should, uh, maybe there's listeners out there, uh, get donations for uh, uh, cooking. Absolutely. You that know, like, like, like I like to make laulaus. Yes. But you need these big steamers. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? It, it, it costs money. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that because on our, you know, one of the first things on our website is the question of what is a tool. Yeah. And a tool, we like to define it as anything that helps you complete a task or a project. So we already have a big, um, a big burner. Burner, yeah, yeah I think we, I've seen it. Yeah, it was a, up on a top shelf up yeah. there. We've got that. I would love for some big walks to come in. You know, anything, all this, uh, this kind of these party throwing supplies, you know, yeah. that I would love to have that kind of stuff, like, big big steamers. Yeah, like a biggest thing, uh, like my son had a baby party. Mm. And uh, I had to go buy one. Walk and, you know, the steamers and the, and the burners and the gas. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, sure. But, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it, absolutely. Oh, I know what it was. Chafing dishes. Chafing dishes, bro. We have uh, we have some some chafing dish stands that somebody brought yeah. in. Uh, rice cooker, mm. like you know those twenty or thirty cup rice cookers. Oh man. Yeah, that dehydrators. I'd love yeah. to have some dehydrators. But there's certain in there. people that have them. Yeah. But you gotta know. You gotta know. Right. To yeah. borrow, right? Sure. So you gotta ask Lonnie Bowman to go borrow from <laughs> <laughs> somebody else. Somebody else. But yeah, mm. you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, we've yeah. got um, a couple of sewing machines that have been brought yeah. in. Yeah, so you know we're looking at hobby hobby kind of tools yeah. that um, that's people, a good idea. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think outside part. the box is what yeah. we really want because you know, and we considered it. Uh, a lot of these tool libraries out there are called libraries of things. So you know, to get people because when people think tools, they think construction, right? Mm. Or or mechanics oh, or, or yeah. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and so we, we really would like to get out of that. Um, we chose Tool Library, um, but who knows, maybe someday, you know, there it will be slash things. I don't know, yeah. but well, I uh, just want people to expand their idea of what a what a tool is. We've got uh, these T-shirts. Mm-hmm. We've got some nice T-shirts. Who said Dr. Seuss? Thing one, thing two, thing. Oh, thing, yeah, right. Thing one and thing two. Yeah. Cat and hat. Yeah, shoot. Yes. Uh, the, the gas uh, tools or workables, uh, do, you, do you go out full and come back full or what's We're, the Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on developing that program. Um, right now I'm thinking I, um, I went to uh, True Value, bought the, those quart gas mix, yeah. mix yeah. gas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with, I think what I'd like to try and do, and, and a lot of this is going to be a lot of trial and error, what right. works, what doesn't, right. but, um, I'd like to send it out the door with a full court of that. And that will be included in the price of, of your rental, right? Oh. So you pay $25 to take the, the weed whacker for four days that, that 
quart of gas comes, yeah. you bring it back. You, I want the quart back, right? Because I don't want to have to go buy another, all those quarts. But yeah. if you need more gas, you go and you buy the exact same gas over there. And, um, and that, that's included, right? So then you, you know, if you don't, if you don't use all the gas, sorry, no, no refund. That's just the $25 is the $25 and that has the gas included, okay. right? So, um, because I am, you know, not everybody knows how to mix gas, yeah. uh, you know, and we, with small engines, you want to run ethanol free if can. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, I'm working on having that program where uh-huh. we can make it as easy and foolproof as, as possible. Yeah, or some know. tools have E10, E8, you know, each different grades. Yeah. And uh, you want to be precise with the oil. Yes. Two cycle. Right. You don't want to have one guy putting, uh, uh, not enough, that's okay. Yeah. It, it's got to work. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's why we want to buy that premixed gas yeah. and, and make sure that anybody's using it is using that is that yeah, gas. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I, I just bought my first two cycle. Yeah. I've always borrowed from somebody else. Uh-huh. But I, I'm reading it in instructions. Really? Wow. You know, there are reasons why they ask you to uh, replenish the same way. Sure. So the thing is always working. Yeah. I've known guys that, how come I change all you know, I, I got to start it with my hand on the trigger. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, somebody's been di- putting different amounts of mixture mm, in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. our time's up. Oh, oh. Yeah, time flies. Time fast. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it really flies by fast. But I want to thank you. Uh, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, go to our website. Everything's on there. nktoollibrary.org. There's a phone number on there. Um, NK Tool Library. N as in oh, North. N. Yes. North yeah. oh, North org. Everything's on there. Our contact information, our hours. Um, we are open Monday afternoons, 4 to 5.30, Thursday mornings, 8 to uh, 8.30 to 10, and Saturdays, 8 to 10. Shoot. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> Get oh, projects at home. The honeydew. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have this tool. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, little tool know, library. <laughs> she can find online now. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you very much. Hey, thank you for having us, and I really appreciate yeah, it. And uh, I welcome. hope to see you all at the tool library. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So anyway, like, uh, if you guys are listening out there, you ever want to come on this program, just let me know, and I'll be glad to host you. And thank you very much for coming out. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, oh, next next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Oh wow, it is. Yeah, so yeah, we get off. Uh, yeah, it's going to be family time. Hey, right? no. Hey. Yeah, but uh, the <laughs> week after that yeah. is what? December? Yeah? No. Yeah, but just about. Already December almost. Yeah. Just about. Well, just a shout out. December third is a Sunday. Malcona, right in this Kahuna. Kui Kui Pu One, he's an architect of ALs and Hulua sledding. That's <laughs> amazing, this guy. Oh, I know Hulu. Yeah, he's amazing. But he's going to be a guest speaker down at Mokona uh, Harbor. And he's going to be sharing uh, Hawaiian Valleys and whatnot. He's mm-hmm. a great speaker. His name is Kioni Kalabe. And uh, he's a very interesting speaker. But anyway, thank you very much. Thank you. For coming on. Mahalo, uh, Kavika. Oh, and for all you guys out there, Malamapono, uh, take care. And we'll see you. Well, we'll see when we see you. Probably in a couple of weeks. <laughs> all right. Take care. Aloha. <laughs>